everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host at an undisclosed location, Walker. <laughs> it's Big Daddy Ranks. Walker Kelly, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, that's uh, it's a new room. <laughs> my surroundings are slightly different. Yeah, that's right. Walker's not in the in the in the podcasting chair that we usually see <laughs> see him in. Um, so what we'll do today is we're going to go over Walker's week 14 ranks. You can find them link in the description of the podcast as well as on footballabsurdity.com button at the top of every page. It says week 14 ranks. You click the button and then you will see the week 14 ranks. It's that simple. It's that easy, folks. Um, we'll also be talking about sicko stashes, which we've both pared down. There's no more like 12 sicko stashes uh this week and um then we'll also talk about sneaky farts and then quarterbacks running backs wide receivers and tight ends that walker is higher and lower on as well as toughest rank most surprising rank um sneaky start and tough sit at each position but first we talk about thursday night football and uh when i wrote about thursday night football this week walker i said uh heads up this one's going to be a lot shorter because usually they're like 22 2300 words and mine was like 1200 words yeah, there's not that many players to start in this game. Yeah, and when it's and when they're must start, I just say start. Like don't don't like don't overthink this. So, mm-hmm. um in this game, um you have uh Derek Carr and John Wolford both as sits. Derek Carr is kind of on the start sit like periphery. So, in which situations would you feel okay starting Derek Carr? Um I mean, if you had like uh Tom Brady or Russell Wilson, I you know, or even Daniel Jones, I think, Carr's a slightly better start then because Jones' mm-hmm. matchup isn't very good. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you've got, like, you can probably pick up Tyler Huntley, and I'd rather play Huntley than Carr. See, that's what I was going to ask you about. So I, when I was, I was actually asked about Tyler Huntley today, T- Tyler Huntley or Derek Carr, that specific starter sit question, mm-hmm. and my response was basically, I'm going to take the bird in the hand with Derek Carr versus the two in the bush. Um, because the Rams are a good matchup. The Steelers are a good matchup, but I trust the uh, Raiders offense more now. And now that they've just decided that it's going to be all Josh Jacobs and Devonte Adams. Right. So, um, so I would, I would start Carr over Huntley, but I agree that Huntley has higher upside than Derek Carr, but he also has very low downside. I don't think he's got that low of downside because he's going to run. Yeah, that's true. I guess um, I just, I just have this like, picture in my mind of just like um of tj watt and minka fitzpatrick just ruining his day because they only have to worry about um mark andrews and uh uh, demarcus robinson on defense yeah i mean i I could definitely see a situation where huntley throws for like 200 yards one touchdown and three picks Mm -hmm. but then he runs for 60 yards yeah and or a touchdown right so So it's yeah, he, he could easily, you know, end up with playing really badly and scoring 18 fantasy points. Yeah, the the Marcus Mariota. He's he could yep. go full Mariota. <laughs> Good thing too, because Mariota's on a bye this week. Yeah. Uh yeah. I had a I had a league where uh it's a one quarterback dynasty league, and I was like, oh I'm okay. Uh I had Trey Lance, he got hurt. I had Justin I traded for Justin Fields, he's on bye. I'm like, it's okay, who's my backup for Justin Fields? Is like, oh, it's Marcus Mariota. Why have I been carrying this bum around all year? Because both are on by this week. So good job, Jeff. All right. Um, John Wolford, please don't start him. He's hurt. Um, he, he's he got a neck issue he's dealing with. Uh, just don't start him. Don't do it, folks. No, don't start whoever plays for the Rams. Because it's probably going to be Wolford. But there's been rumblings that they could throw Mayfield out there. Um, 
don't play ridiculous ridiculous uh proposition on their part baker mayfield could some win somebody a million dollars though on on, in dfs because he's going to be low rostered but odds of that happening are very low um so out of all the new the new guys we'll say you know uh new guys tyler huntley um you have as you can start over Wolford. You have uh, Sam Darnold. You can start over Wolford. Mike White. You can start over Wolford. But Brock Purdy, you have behind Wolford. Yeah, uh, Tampa's defense has been getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, they played really well for most of the game against the Saints. Purdy is not a guy who's going to run, um, and I think he's probably going to be a guy who turns the ball over at least once a game. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, not Purdy... much fantasy upside. Yeah, Purdy has some nice tight window throws, but then he'll like bonk the ball off of his off the defender's back. Just yeah, like, like <laughs> have you seen Taylor Heineke play? What if he couldn't run? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's I comped him going into the draft as Nick Mullins. So, yeah, yeah. So same same deal. Um, And I said his best fit was San Francisco. And now I wish I'd put a better player as their best fit San Francisco, because then maybe the Niners would have drafted them. Uh, all right. Uh, you have Josh Jacobs at four. He's a must start. If you're start, if you're benching him, you are way overthinking this, or you have an incredible roster. So congratulations on having Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Cam Akers, you have at twenty. Uh, we are uh, noted Cam Akers haters, and uh, I have Cam Akers as a start this week as well. Yeah, he's getting most of the touches in the backfield in game scripts where the Rams aren't way behind. Mm-hmm. And I don't expect the Rams to be way behind in this game very much. Uh, I I think the Raiders will win, but I don't think the Raiders are going to blow out the Rams. So I think Akers will get quite a few touches. He'll play a lot of snaps. Vegas's run defense is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's a good situation for Akers to have another good week. Yeah, I basically what I wrote about him was like, hey, um, is Cam Akers good? Probably not. Uh, Seattle's run defense is terrible and it was two touchdowns that saved him, but he still had 17 carries and the Vegas defense isn't much better. So he's probably in a similar situation. So, Mm -hmm. uh, roll him out there, especially, you know, it's hard to be, uh, picky on bye weeks on, on the second bipocalypse. It's, uh, it's rough out there. Um, you have Karen Williams, Karen, I've heard Kieran, Karen and Kyron. It looks like Kyron to me, but if I'm wrong, I'll, uh, I'll figure it out. I'm sure. All right, Bob Williams, uh, you have at 37. Uh, Mir Abdullah, you have at 47. Both sits. I think both very prudent sits. Um, Cam Akers took over the backfield, and when I say that they make the whole offense out of Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, I'm not exaggerating. Oh, yeah. Amir Abdullah is only in the top 50 because six teams are on by. Yeah, uh, and, and he has and, a chance of getting like three catches. Right, and Kyron Williams I have at 37, which is closer to flex territory than you would imagine for Kyron Williams. <laughs> But flex territory this week could be six points. Yeah, it's it's going to be a rough week out there. And I think this is going to be one of those weeks where you look at your own team and you're like, good God, this team is a disaster. And then you look at your opponent and you're up by like 20. And you're like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in my home league, I have to win to make the playoffs. And I'm starting Kirk Cousins, Aaron Jones, uh, Zonovan Knight, Jeff Wilson, Marquise Brown, Chris Olave. Uh, no, not Chris Olave. He's on bye, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Zay Jones and Demarcus Robinson. That's uh, not great. It's not. It, it's really not great. Yeah. Cooper Cup being on IR is killing me. 
Yeah, I'm looking at my home league and I'm realizing that uh, uh, I don't have a second running back to start this week. Uh, you better go pick up Kyron Williams. <laughs> I guess so. Um, uh, you better go pick up DJ Dallas. If he's out there, that would be a good pickup. Yeah, DJ Dallas is a good one um, for this week because there's a jammed ankle, which isn't anything that I've ever heard of before. Yeah, um, I think he's going to miss like one week. Okay, yeah, I think I think uh, that's what that is. Um, uh, oh, Tony Jones Jr.? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, what about Dontrell Hilliard, Jeff? Actually, I put Dontrell Hilliard in my sleepers for this week, so. Aha! Uh, he's already rostered in this league. Okay. Yeah, we have big rosters, so. All right, um, you have Devontae Adams, must start, uh, wide receiver two on the week. Um, wide receiver one is Justin Jefferson. Um, going up against the Detroit Lions. All right, uh, Mac Hollins, you have as a flex. Uh, Mac Hollins is the only player not named uh, Devonte Adams to get multiple eight-target games this year on the on the uh, Raiders. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty consistently involved. Um, he's yeah. kind of been like um, DPJ light. Um, he's been getting a lot of like four for forty-five, five for fifty type games, and this week that might be usable. Yeah. I mean, that's that 10 points out of your wide receiver three is not bad. Yeah. This is the week where you can't really poo poo a player. You can't be like, well, I don't, I don't know about that. It's like, Oh my God, are you a warm body? Let me throw you in my starting lineup. Absolutely. Uh, all right. And then, uh, at tight end hate crime Higby at seven, you have him as a start. I have him as a start as well. And they like, Hey, the hell else are you going to do? Right. He's going to (laughs) get, probably six targets and the defense he's playing is really bad. Yeah. So that, that's, uh, that's all he needs. Hey, Kenyon Drake is available. Uh, I would rather start Raheem Blackshear than Kenyon Drake. Ooh, Raheem Blackshear. All right. Um, yeah. Cause Deonta Foreman is, uh, is, is it Deonta Foreman or Chuba that's hurt? Deonta is questionable. I think he's going to play, but I, he might be limited and he okay. doesn't have passes anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, but is a uh, oh, Mike Boone's available. Let's go, Mike Moon. <laughs> All right, and then Foster Burrow, you have at 15 as a sit. I am in the same ballpark as you because there's not any targets there. Like, we both anticipated him getting a, a Darren Waller role, but he just has no role. Yeah, no, they gave those targets to Mac Collins and Devontae Adams more, <laughs> and then uh, Moreau's just getting like four targets a game. Yeah, so uh, I mean, honestly, you probably want to. Switch him out for like maybe uh Chigaconquo. No. Do it, Walker. I Chigaconquo is getting like two targets a game. No chig, thank chig, you. Chig, 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 chig. You can swap him out for Hunter Henry. Yes, Hunter Henry is a great is a great call this week. Uh 43% rostered. So uh he made the cut for my uh my sleeper article this week. Um all right. Um so Walker, let's get into uh, so, yeah, like we said, very straightforward game. Let's get into uh, sicko stashes. So um, we'll start with uh, your sicko stashes. So you have a 4% rostered quarterback. And honestly, that could be one of a lot of guys. Um, Baker's 5% rostered. So I assume it's not him also knowing what I know about you and Baker Mayfield. It's uh, not Baker Mayfield. Okay. And so let's see who else is 4% rostered. Um, is it... It's not Sam Darnold, is it? Yeah, it is. Sam Darnold! Come on yeah. down, playing the Seattle Seahawks this week. 
Yeah, I, I think Arnold could have a decent like QB two run the rest of the season. I he runs a little bit more than uh, people think he does, and he hasn't been turning the ball over as much. He's not a good fantasy option, but I think if you know if you need a desperation QB two, especially this week, I think he's a solid QB two. Yeah, I think he could do a lot worse than than uh, Sam Darnold. Like for example, uh, stashing Baker Mayfield. <laughs> that could be a lot worse. Yes. All right, Walker. I have a two percent wide receiver for you to uh, to to stash. All right. Let me see here. And it's a guy that we've mentioned before. Uh, is he on by this week? He is not on by this week. Okay. Um. Kendall Hinton? Correct. Jerry oh. Judy's hurt. Uh, Kendall Hinton was more involved last week uh, without uh, Jerry or without um, Cortland Sutton. Um, it's not a high upside stash, but it's like a. Uh, oh no, it was two weeks ago he was more involved. He yeah, I was gonna say, last week he had one for eleven. L- last week he didn't do anything, but two weeks ago he had nine targets. That's what I was thinking of. Sorry, but um, you know he's somewhat involved, and I anticipate him getting more involved with. Uh, with uh without Cortland Sutton, who's probably not gonna play this week. Uh it's not the best sicko stash. Um, but uh my other options were not great. <laughs> Fair. Uh very, very sicko stuff down here. And I was trying to not repeat uh like uh guys that I've said before. Fair. So Kendall Hinton. All right, one percent wide receiver for you. I'm gonna guess that it is uh Rashid Shahid. No. Uh NWI. No. David Bell? Again? No. Oh, wow. Who is it? Isaiah Hodgins. Isaiah Hodgins, uh, New York Giants. Yeah, he uh, last week, um, five catches on six targets for 44 yards and a touchdown against the Commanders. He is very clearly their number two receiver. Um, It's not a great offense to be the number two receiver in, but Mm -hmm. in good matchups, he can have games like this where now his floor is like seven or eight points and his ceiling is 15. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where um, he will be a part of the, the offense and uh, it's uh-huh. worth seeing how big that part of the offense is um, is uh, going to be valuable. Like if the part of the offense he has is valuable. There it is. I got there. Let's go. Isaiah Hodgins. All right. Four percent running back Walker. I'll give you a hint. He sucks. He sucks. Um, so does the running back ahead of him, though. Uh, Benny Snell? No, and I can't believe I picked two guys from the same team. And the oh. team is bad. <laughs> uh, Mike Boone. Mike Moon, baby! Let's go. Uh, Mike Boone, um, he's going to be involved with uh, targets, the receiving game. Um, you know, kind of like a like in the Naheem Hines role. J.D. McKissick role we talk about. Um, he's not very good. Uh, neither are the Broncos. And I'm doing a great job of selling my sicko stashes this week. <laughs> yeah, the Broncos, but, they suck really bad. Here's two yeah. guys from that team. But Latavius Murray is garbage, too. Like, he's not but, good either. He's been okay at running. He's not good at catching the ball or breaking long runs. But he can churn out five yards. Yeah, if you need, you know, that old saying, if you need uh, three, three yards, that's I'll get you. No, if you need three yards, I'll get you three yards. If you need five yards, I'll get you three yards. Yeah, that's much. Latavius Murray. 
All right, uh, 4% tight end for you. Um, let's see, do I have any tight ends in my notes? Uh, I had Chig in my notes. Oh, no, I told you who my tight end was. No! All right, my 3% tight end is Chigakonkwa. I figured it was going to be. Chig, Chig, Chig. We'll talk about him in a sec. Uh, 4% tight end. Um, I have no idea. Let me think. Uh, can I get a Can I get a hint? Can I get a hat wobble? Uh, same team is another one of my guys. Oh, Daniel Bellingcat. Yep. Yeah, Bellingcat. <laughs> yes, Dan- Daniel Bellinger, uh, likely to play this week for the first time in a while. Um, he was a somewhat valuable part of the Giants' offense earlier in the season. He kept having like one week he would have five catches for 40 yards and be tight end 12. And then the next week he would have two catches for 10 yards and a touchdown and be tight end 12. Uh, Walker, I have news for you. He played last week. I thought he was playing this week too for the first time. Oh, he played last week? Five targets, five catches, 24 yards. The yard's not great. Five targets, five catches. I'll take it. Yeah, that's Daniel Bellinger for you. So yeah. Yeah. It seems like nobody noticed. uh, Not even us. So Bellinger, um, you could do worse as a desperation tight end. Yeah, he'll be involved. Uh, we're picking two. Uh, we're just picking on two very good teams. Uh, oh yeah, the, absolutely. The, the the Giants and the Broncos, two high-powered offenses. Um, all right. Uh, let's stick with you and do your one percent tight end. Uh, I'm gonna guess that it is Rob Gronkowski. What? No, it's the other tight end on Arizona, Johnny Smith. Arizona? New I England. mean, playing Arizona. Oh yeah, yeah, it's Johnny Smith. Um, yeah. Again, as a desperation guy. Uh, especially in DFS, I think Jonu Smith will be dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. And this is a game where he could have like three for 65 and a touchdown. Yeah, this is going to be the weird Jonu Smith game that people point to like, oh, he's getting more involved. Right. Yeah, he'll have, yeah. you know, five targets, four catches, 60 yards and a touchdown and be tight end like three on the week. And everybody's going to go nuts. And then he's going to do nothing the rest of the season. Yeah. And it's just because of how terrible the... um the Cardinals are. The Cardinals are, yeah. And all right, my last uh, sicko stash, uh, 2% running back. Yeah, is it uh, Davis Price? No. Okay. Uh, Tyrion Davis Price has, like, fallen through a black hole. I don't know what happened with him. If you yeah. get drafted by the 49ers with a third-round pick and you're a running back, you're just, you just disappear. Yeah. Um, Josh Kelly? No, you said you, uh, you would rather start DJ Dallas than him. Tony Jones Jr., baby. Oh. I just—he's the only healthy running back in Seattle. Everybody oh, else there is hurt. To, he's up to four percent. That's why. Oh, he's up to four percent. Okay, everybody—they saw my notes. They yeah. saw my notes and they knew it. They were like, "Oh man, I got to get this Tony Jones Jr. guy." Well, um, you certainly did in our league. That's right. Everybody in Seattle is hurt ahead of him. Uh, Carolina Panthers are decent-ish, um, but. Uh, they they need somebody to run the football, and if you need somebody to get you, like, eight points, he'll get you, like, eight points if everybody else is dead. That's why it's a true sicko stash, because you have to root for everybody else's pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, Travis Homer did practice today. Oh, he did practice today. Okay. So I was out, if, I was out if, running around during practice report time. It might be a Travis Homer, Tony Jones backfield. <laughs> oh, man, a real power duo. Yeah, that's that's exactly what you want to hear. The new uh, Brandy Jacobs, Ahmad Bradshaw, power backfield. Thunder and lightning. Let's go. Um, Which one's which? (laughs) 
Uh, I guess Homer's lightning and Jones is thunder. I guess. Uh, they're thunder and thunder. <laughs> they're lightning. Uh, heat lightning and heat lightning. There you go. All right. Who is your sneaky fart this week, which is a flex start for people who uh, haven't listened to before? Yeah, it's Devin Singletary this week. Um, I, I think that you can still play Singletary. I still think he's the starting running back for Buffalo. James Cook got more involved last week, but it's one game. And <laughs> I personally didn't think Cook looked that great. Um I, I still think Singletary is the better player, and so I still think he'll be slightly more involved on a week-to-week basis. Um, Cook is going to be more involved the rest of the season than I expected initially, but I'll stick with Singletary this week in like an RB2 or a flex spot. I don't feel amazing about it, but I think he'll get you some points. Yeah, Cook was basically like he had a, a couple of like he had some decent plays on that on that. Uh, I believe it was a Thursday night football game and uh, everybody lost their mind. And, um, you know, he is OK. Like he is on the borderline of like if everything goes right for him, he can look really impressive on a play. But he mm-hmm. also can look terrible, like down to down. And it's just like a few a few good plays could make his his whole day. So that's why I'm not too uh, enthused about um about uh, James Cook. It's why I like Tony Jones Jr. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking these guys down after talking up Tony Jones Jr. I don't know what you're doing. I'm going crazy. I'm going <laughs> I'm going TJJ mode. He's going insane. Yeah, sicko mode. Um all right, let's get into uh your rankings for this week. So, uh quarterbacks you're higher on ECR 13 on this uh fella. Uh, you have him at eight. It's um, uh, Trevor Lawrence going up against Tennessee. There is a question if he's going to play, but I think he will play because he had that nasty leg injury at the end of the first half and then played through it. Right. Yeah. It looked like his mobility was uh, hampered a little bit, but he could still throw fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll play. And if he does, I think you should play him because Tennessee's defense is really, really bad against the pass. Yeah. I mean, we saw it. We saw it last week. Granted, it was AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, but we still saw it last week. Right. Yeah. And those. Oh my God. The first was either no. The second touchdown to AJ Brown. I I jaw on the floor, where Jalen Hurts puts it between him and the defender. Yeah. In the end zone, like oh my God, what what a duo. If That's, I was Mike Vrabel, I would have been mad too. <laughs> like, do you think that that's why? Uh, was it John Robinson, the GM, got fired? Yeah, I think Vrabel wanted him gone. Yeah, I think he was like, you told me to trade this guy and look at our team now and look at him. And, uh, you know, I, I love him and I wish he never left. And so I'm going to take it out on you. Um, I think he won the power struggle, which means we've got like three to five years of Mike Vrabel at least. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next guy up, uh, Tyler Huntley. Uh, EC are on him 17. Uh, you have him at 11. We talked about him already a little bit. Um when we were talking about Derek Carr, but uh, going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, you have the uh, one to three week starter, Tyler Huntley. Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to run. It's a pretty good matchup. Um, I, I think he'll do fine. All right. Um, so we already played the game with him and um, and uh, Derek Carr. But what about Tyler Huntley and uh, Jared Goff? I would rather play Goff. What about Tyler Huntley and Geno Smith? Personally, I'd rather play Huntley. I don't Let's like to catch up this week for Smith. Um, but we'll see. You know, I, I, 
I think if you have Gino, you should just stick with Gino. Yeah, it's one of those things where like uh like I was saying with Carr, like take the bird in the hand. You know, don't don't go don't go trying to get the new hotness when you have something good in your hand already. Um just cuz you just cuz you're getting cute with it. Is Derek Carr good though? He has been. I guess. Ever since, like I said, ever since they decided to just focus down the offense, uh he's been good for fantasy. He's been like top 15 like five straight weeks. So for Derek Carr, that's good. If you were on the Derek Carr, uh, Kirk Cousins uh, train, you definitely would prefer to have Derek Carr right now because Kirk Cousins stinks, folks. He's terrible. Oh, yeah. 9, 15, 11, 10, 13 the last five weeks. Yeah. So he's been he's been full prime Derek Carring. Uh, but you have um, you were, we're talking about Tyler Huntley and um, another guy you're higher on than ECR is a guy that I have as a as a streamer this week. Uh, you have him as a sicko stash, Samuel Darnold, going up against the Seattle Seahawks. ECR on him's 24. You have him at 18. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Darnold will run a little bit here. Um, I I think that uh, oh, he's he's playing Seattle. Yes, Sorry. it was uh, it said Buffalo on there. Oh, you uh, got a little <laughs> you 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 did that thing like oh god, did I look at the wrong week? Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely did that. So, you know, uh, Darnold playing Seattle. He, uh, I, I, Seattle's defense isn't great, so I think Darnold will throw for at least one touchdown, and he'll run a little bit. So I think you can expect double-digit points, and that's enough to make him a decent QB2 in a week where six quarterbacks are on by and one of the starters is Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah, um, not, not too excited about... Uh... Big, uh, big, uh, not going to do edits, Brock. Did mm. you see the nickname for him? It rhymes yeah. with Brock. Yeah, I, great. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, Sam Darnold should have a good week uh, or a good-ish week for a two-quarterback league. Uh, quarterback, you're lower on this week. Uh, Dak Prescott, you have at 13. ECR on him is seven. Uh, Houston's good against quarterbacks. I don't get why people are so up on Dak Prescott this week. Yeah, I don't get it either. It, Houston's been good against quarterbacks all year. They did really well against Deshaun Watson last week, who, yeah, it was his first start in a while, but he is a similar type quarterback to Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think Dallas's pass offense is going to be super successful in this game. It's not going to need to be because their run offense is going to be dominant. Yeah, so the Cowboys have a good pass defense, right? Uh, yeah. Niners have a good defense, right? Yeah. Texas and Texans allow fewer fantasy points per game to quarterbacks than those two teams. Right. It's a it's a truly bad matchup for Dak Prescott. Yeah, it's out of control. Um, I'm looking here. It looks like they have allowed one quarterback more than 18.5 fantasy points, and it was Justin Herbert. Hmm. So, um, you know, and they've taken on uh, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts. They held the 18 points, you know, to uh, 16. And it's like, oh, but uh, Dak Prescott's going to come in and, and just be really good. Like, I don't buy it. I, I really don't. Um, other guy you're lower on, you have Deshaun Watson, 23, everybody has him 14. He stinks. He looks really bad. Yeah. He looks like he sucks. And, uh, Cincinnati's defense is good. Yeah. He looks like he hasn't played football in two years. That's crazy. By the way, Bengals also allow more fancy points to to quarterbacks than the Texans. That's right. So, so, uh, yeah, Texans are really good, um, against opposing quarterbacks. Um, 
So yeah, don't start Deshaun Watson. Would you cut Deshaun Watson? I mean, we wouldn't have him on a roster, but would you move on from Deshaun Watson or do you think people are kind of pot committed now? I mean, if you drafted him and stashed him this long, you're not going to cut him right now. But I mean, I don't think he's going to be useful for very many weeks the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't. I It's going to be a situation where, you know, people thought they had this uh, ace up their sleeve when in reality it was like a, a jack. <laughs> or, or 10 it's like it's it's a guy that can work into rotation but you need somebody else to work with him uh then tom brady you have at 22 ecr 16 uh in scott fishbowl which is a two quarterback league i paused when i went to put tom brady in to go do i have somebody else that i can put here as my second quarterback and unfortunately i did not but um that's where we are now yeah brady's not been good um and san francisco is a really good defense so i don't expect to a very good Tom Brady game here. Yeah, he went from my second round pick to, oh, my first round pick in Scott Fishbowl to going, uh, can I just like, can I bench this guy? Like, I don't want to start him because he's not good anymore. So says a lot um, and also says a lot about my team that I'm still in Scott Fishbowl. Let's go. Sorry to rub it in, Walker. Yeah, I was a little <laughs> this week. Yeah. All right. Uh, toughest rank is Geno Smith going up against Carolina Panthers. You have him 12. Um What's uh what what makes this so tough for you? Uh, Carolina is not a great matchup for opposing quarterbacks. I don't think he's going to have any run game to lean on, um, and so I I don't think Carolina's going to have to respect the run game, so they'll just commit to stopping the pass. I think this is going to be a like a surprisingly low scoring game, but it's Geno Smith and he's been really good this season. Um, and Carolina is not a team that really scares you necessarily, so. Mm-hmm. I could understand having him higher than 12. Um, I, I can understand being surprised that I have him that low, but I, I I couldn't rank him higher than this, but I also couldn't take him out of my top 12. Yeah, it's one of those like, well, I mean, if you have him, you're probably starting him. So let me just leave him there, um, sort of ranks. Uh, it's still hard to believe that it's Geno Smith doing this. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. Yeah, Um so, uh, all right, most surprising, Mac Jones you have at 16. Is that higher or lower than you thought it would be? A lot higher. Mac Jones sucks. Um, yeah, well, there's also six teams on by. <laughs> right. Mo- most weeks he wouldn't even make my top 25. Um, I think he's averaging like 10, no, 11 fantasy points a game, which is really bad. Uh, but he's playing Arizona this week, which is a friendly matchup to say the least, and six teams are on by. So Mac Jones is a reasonable streamer candidate like i think you can expect at least 14 or 15 points out of him and yeah that's going to be a high end qb2 this week yeah i mean uh this is the last time you will start mac jones though in a two quarterback league Uh, probably yes (laughs) it's like an oh god i need him so all right your sneaky start this week jared goff you have goff at 10 uh taking on the minnesota vikings uh a good pass defense to attack yeah, uh, the Vikings are bad against the pass. Goff is playing really well at home right now. Um, the Lions, at, as a whole, are playing well at home. DJ Chark's healthy again. Josh Reynolds is healthy again. Jamison Williams is coming into the fold. The offense is about as healthy as it's been. DeAndre Swift is also healthier right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the offense is as healthy as it's been since early in the season. And Goff's playing good ball right now, so... I think he's a top 12 option for sure. Yeah, and these are the best weapons Goff has had since 2000. When did they have the three big guys in L.A.? Was it 2018? 
Yeah. Um, Cooks, Cup, and... Woods. Woods, yeah. So this is the best set of weapons he's had in a long time. So we mm-hmm. saw when he has the weapons around him in an offense that lets him, you know, that, that works for him, uh, he can be really good. So uh, this is that uh, situation. So uh, we already talked about your tough sick, Dak Prescott, who you have at 13. Uh, anything you wanted to add about Dak Prescott, or did we uh, work him to death? No, I, I don't think there's anything else to add. It's just, you know, it's it's a bad matchup, despite what uh, big fantasy will tell you. <laughs> uh, Lion fantasy football. Uh, <laughs> Phelan, uh, Phelan, Matthew Barry's fantasy life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about some running backs. So running back that you're higher on than everybody else. Jamal Williams, you have at 11. Everybody has him at 19. All the man does is score touchdowns. You can't stop him. Yeah, and this should be a high-scoring game for the Lions. Not a very good defense and a home game where they score a lot of points. So I expect Williams to get in the end zone. So you should start him. Yeah, and a lot of people are coming around on the uh, the thing that I mentioned that uh, Jamal Williams uh, is benefiting from the Lions loving to fall down at the four or at the three or at the two or at the one, and he just yeah, punches it in. They're really good at uh, getting down the field in like, 10 yard increments. Yeah. And um, so they end up like getting stopped at the four yard line a bunch. And then they just are like, well, Jamal Williams is good at this. So we're just going to run him into the line until he gets in the end zone. We're going to punch him in, but you didn't highlight this guy, but I would like to point out you have Deandre Swift one spot higher. Um, You have him at 10. So both are RB ones this week, but you would prefer Swift to Jamal Williams. So what went into that? Because it's been the other way around for, since uh, Deandre Swift came back from injury. Right. Um, Swift led the backfield in snaps and touches last week. Uh, He was actually over a 50% snap share for the first time in a long time. Mm -hmm. He's looking better. He only had one play last week where he hesitated. The rest of the game, he was very good at getting upfield. I believe he had over 50 rushing yards, over 50 receiving yards, and a touchdown. The Lions have figured out how to use him correctly. And it's in this, like, Tony Pollard type role and he's very good at it. So I, I expect them to just keep doing what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. So that, that was what I was curious about because um, yeah, he, he, he finally came through last week, played o- on over half a snap. So um, another guy you're higher on, uh, I said he sucked early in the episode. His name is Latavius Murray. Uh, he's on the Denver Broncos and he is going up against the Kansas city chiefs this week. Yeah, Chiefs, not a very good defense, um, and Denver's going to have to, you know, try to play some offense in this game to keep up with Kansas City. Um, I I think that it'll be lower scoring than most Chiefs games, but, you know, I still expect Kansas City to score like 24 points or something. So, you know, Denver's going to have to get in the end zone at some point to keep it close if they can. Um, Latavius Murray is the most likely option. He's been catching more passes lately. He, uh, for some reason, is getting like three or four targets a game. I don't really understand why they're doing that, but they are. So you may as well take advantage of it. Have you considered Mike Boone? Uh, not really. Um, <laughs> I think Mike Boone is uh, even worse than Latavius Murray. You're correct. Um, yeah. All right. Deonta Foreman, you have at 17. Easier on him his 25 um, going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you said you think that he's going to play this he's week. Playing, he's not playing the Jaguars. Oh, who do I have? Seahawks. Oh, the Seahawks. I know what I did. Okay. 
that's my fault. Uh, he is playing the Seahawks. All right, fixed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Deonta so. Foreman. Uh, so what I did was I was filling in the teams that they were playing. And for some reason, I have this stupid thing in my brain where the Tennessee Titans and the Carolina Panthers filled the same spot in my brain. Oh. And since he was on the Titans last year, I was like, oh, he's still on the Titans. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, Seattle's run defense is very bad. Their pass defense is pretty good. So I expect the Panthers to pound the football and try to control the clock in this game. Deontay Foreman is their best running back at doing that. I think that this is a game he probably sees 20 carries in. And against a bad run defense, I think he could easily have one of his like blow-up games where he has 100 and a touchdown. Yeah, and it, it really feels like yeah, Deontay Foreman's either like 60 yards or well over 100. I mean, so, not even 60. Sometimes he's at like 30. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so he, he's nowhere in between, um, running back. Your lower on this week is uh Dalvin cook. You have him at 15 ECR on him is eight. He's playing the Detroit lions. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not, now I'm not sure of myself anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's playing the Detroit lions, um, who have been good folks. Yeah. The lions run defense has gotten way better the last five weeks. Um, they are above average at preventing running back points. And mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook isn't really the workhorse anymore that he used to be. So I, I can't rank him as a top 12 guy this week. Yeah, that's why I tried to get out from underneath him in my dynasty leagues was just, hey, um, he's not touching the ball nearly as much as he used to. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the Lions being good, Walker, do you see on Monday Night Football? Lions are in the graphic. Oh, yeah, just we're like in the hunt, we, baby. There's, just like we we're said. We're around. Yeah, sniffing around. I wasn't sure if you watched the um, uh, Manning cast. Yeah, they said sniffing around on the Manning cast. Um, but yeah, I was like, hell yeah, let's go, Lions. Um, Travis yeah. Etienne. The you Lions have are going to win this week, too, by the way. Yeah, they are. I agree. It's going to be glorious. Uh, Paper Tiger, Minnesota Vikings going down. Going uh, up against real Lion, Detroit Lions. That's right. Real Lion versus Paper Lion. And Kirk Cousins already said it's a hat and T-shirt game. Like, you don't say that that early in the week, my guy. I don't know what that means. That means if they win, they get hats and T-shirts because um, they uh, they win the division. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So they call them hat and T-shirt games. Okay. well, yeah, they ain't getting that. Yeah. Not this week uh, because the Lions are going to win the division. No. No. Okay. (laughs) No, the Lions are not going to win the division. (laughs) I tried. All right. Uh, Running back your lower on Travis Etienne. You have at 24. ECR on him is 10. I don't. Get it. Because I wrote, can we still start Travis Etienne? Because he's been like a back-end RB2 for weeks now. Yeah, he's averaging 12 points per game. Uh, I don't understand why people seem to think that he is a top 12 guy. I guess because he looks like it when he plays. Mm -hmm. Like, he looks really good out there, but they throw the ball a lot. He gets an okay amount of targets, but not a ton. Uh, And he doesn't really run for touchdowns. So you're, you're ending up with like... 12 carries for 60 yards and three catches for 20 yards and you get 11 points and you're like, well, okay, whatever. Yeah. I think he's actually um, been hindered by the Jags getting better because there's more options. A Jones has popped up, you know, Christian Kirk has popped up. Evan Ingram's popped up. I think as they've gotten better, 
they've had to rely on him less and less. Jermichael Hasty has popped up. So they can kind of, uh, instead of giving him a ton of touches per game like they had to for a while, they can kind of scale him back and, and play better football. And I think that he's losing out because of that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I still think you start him. You know, I think 24 is a great spot for him because it's like, hey, you're probably still starting this guy. Yeah, I mean, I can see a situation where you have like a, you know, like a Latavius Murray or Dante Form, Deontay Foreman, where you know you could you could be benching Travis Etienne, but in two running back and a flex leagues, you're probably still playing him. Yeah, this is this ranking though is definitely one of those go back six weeks and tell them things because Travis yeah. Etienne <laughs> behind DJ Dallas, Donovan Knight, Cam Akers. This looks like one of those fake beer sheets that he makes so that you can give to your, your league mates that are like kind of correct, but kind of way off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, last guy you're lower on than everybody else is uh, Damian Pierce. You have him at 27. Easier on him is 15 uh, going up against the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are good, folks. Yes, the Cowboys that's what are it good. Comes and, down to. Uh, Damian Pierce might be bad. <laughs> yeah, I think he hit the rookie wall. Because he's been really bad lately, and uh, it's not like the rest of the Texans' offense is picking up the slack. So he's not scoring any touchdowns. He's not efficient. He doesn't catch that many passes. You know, you're you're going to get 15 carries for 45 yards and three catches for 10 yards. Yeah. So um, the 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 no catches. That's the thing that always got me with Damian Pierce is like the no catches. It really. If his running efficiency goes down, he can't buoy it. And that's what we're seeing is, right. you know, the, that's not helping. It goes back to my uh, my tweet that made everybody mad. Yeah. Right <laughs> part of the season that Kenneth Walker has a bigger target college target share than Damian Pierce did. But no. Did you look at his uh, 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 yards per team pass attempts per route run per snap? Huh? Just, no, because just, I'm trying to prove a point. Just reorganizing stats until it makes the point that I want. Right. There's a very straightforward baseline stat, and but I have to like make it really weird and uh, um, uh, esoteric. esoteric. Thank you, uh, esoteric to uh, to make my my point work. Um, that's when like you I, know you're. That's when you know it's going good. Yeah, that's. I made a tweet that didn't get any traction, but it was uh, the next person that posts a campus to Canton uh, graph is going to catch the yards per route run of these hands because I'm tired of those graphs. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, all right. I'm going to go find that. <laughs> all right. Uh, toughest rank of the week, James Cook. You have at 34, James Cook. We kind of touched on him a little bit earlier. He's going up against the Jets. Uh, Jets are really good, and James Cook isn't, I think is what that comes down to. And his usage is kind of, uh, uh, it seems like a one-week blip. Yeah, I. Cook's role has just not been that consistent. He's had games earlier in the season where he got really involved and then it just goes right back to being Devin Singletary leading the backfield. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with the more season long trend rather than just what happened last week. But Cook is more involved than I thought he was going to be. And in a thin week, I think that you could flex him and be OK. I, I wouldn't expect more than maybe eight or nine points, but you might be able to get away with that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Not this like massive upside guy that we were all hoping for. Um, kind of actually reminds me of uh, not to go back to him, but Cam Akers, his rookie year where he had a big blow up week and then 
That's what we were hoping would happen with James Cook, but Cam Akers sustained it, and James Cook is not. And it, I don't see him sustaining it at all. Uh, most surprising to you this week is uh, disc jockey DJ Dallas. You have at 23, um, going up against the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, this is if he plays. Um, yes. I think he will lead the backfield, and Carolina's run defense is not great. So I think he probably gets in the end zone. It, I mean, it's DJ Dallas. It's not like he's any good. But if he's leading the backfield, he's a top 24 option this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's what it comes down to, because whoever leads his backfield is going to get a ton of touches. Um, and that's this week, top 24. Uh, sneaky start, you have Raheem Mostert. I'm actually writing about Raheem Mostert for the start set this week. I think people are panicked because there are only eight running back rushes last week for the Dolphins. Um, so uh, both Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. kind of pooped the bed. Um, but you have him at 18 this week. You think that you can start him in a great matchup against the Chargers. Right. I think it's because it's the Chargers. Um, the Chargers pass defense is not bad. Their run defense is really bad. So I think both running backs score a touchdown for Miami this week. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I think that it's going to be a, a big game for both of them, which will make up for the bad game for both of them. The last week, um, who would you rather start, Mostert or Jeff Wilson Jr.? Uh Probably Mostert. Wilson was really, really bad last week. Um, or yeah, Wilson was. Mostert was not good either, but better than Wilson. So I, it seems like Jeff Wilson either plays really well or really badly. And Raheem Mostert always plays fine. So I, I'll take the guy who's consistent over the guy who could give you nothing. Yeah, I'm glad that you said that, because with Jeff Wilson, when he was on the 49ers, I kept telling people that, like, he's not as good as you think he is. Like, he can play well at times, but other times he just, like, disappears. And people kept getting really mad at me. So I'm glad you said that and not me. All right, your tough sit this week, you've got Michael Carter going up against Buffalo. Um, you've got Zonovan Knight uh, at 21, uh, Michael Carter at 32. Uh, he's hurt and Buffalo is good, I think is what this one comes down to, right? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Michael Carter is still recovering from injury. Um, Zonovan Knight has been better than he has been. So I think that Knight gets the bigger role, and I don't think it's a great matchup. So, um, you know, people thought when Brees Hall went down that Michael Carter was going to step into a top 20 role, and it just really hasn't materialized. Yeah, and and I think that that's exactly it. And it's troublesome for the Michael Carter heads out there that Zonovan Knight took this role and has produced exceptionally well with it. Yeah. And it's doubly troublesome for whatever James Robinson heads are left out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, sorry, everybody. All right. Some wide receivers that you're higher on this week. You've got Hollywood Brown. You have it 16. Everybody else has him at 23 going up against the New England Patriots. Um, what do you think uh, is accounting for that discrepancy between you and them? I don't really know. I, I, I don't understand why people aren't higher on Marquise Brown. It's not like it's a super scary matchup. The Patriots are okay against the pass. Um, they're much better against the run than they are against the pass. So I would expect the Cardinals to attack them through the air. Mm -hmm. Brown got double digit targets in his first game back from injury. What's what's not to like here? He's he's and a thin week, especially. I mean, he's easily top 20. Yeah, I think people are just like, well, he hasn't been around. It's like, well, when he was around, he was 
seven for 75 and he barely missed a beat last week. Like the yards per target were down, but he still had eight of them and caught six of them. So it's like, get him in your lineup folks. I don't, I don't, I don't get it either. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely start Marquise Brown if you have him. Yeah, but you have him one spot ahead of Debo Samuel, who uh, you have at 17. ECR on him is 28. Um, you're not worried about the Brock Purdy experience as much as everybody else is, it seems. I'm, I don't love it, but I think that it will almost benefit Debo Samuel a little bit because I think they're going to scheme a lot of short throws and quick touches to mm-hmm. get the ball out of Purdy's hands as quickly as possible. And that benefits Samuel because he is very good in that role. Um, I I can't imagine benching Debo Samuel because a different uh, uninspiring white guy is the quarterback for the 49ers now. Yeah. Um, Brock Purdy, just imagine Jimmy Garoppolo, but like, 20 to 25 percent worse at everything and then then you have brock purdy so he's basically the same exact guy um and we've seen in the past that uh that kind of guy can still produce i think nick mullins in his starts was thrown for like 275 yards per game um it's just a matter if they can win with that which is as a fan and if somebody has to drive two hours to get to the game this weekend what worries me um but yeah, Debo Samuel, uh, you have him at 17, and then you have Brandon Ayuk at 18 to answer that question for that people probably have. Uh, mm-hmm. Wide receiver you're higher on. You're going full homer. DJ Chark, you have it 32. Everybody else has him at 41. I have him as a streamer this week, so I'm on board with you. Yeah, Minnesota, again, pass defense, not very good. Um, DJ Chark had five for 98 last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks the best he's looked all season. And Jared Goff looks the best he's looked all season. I'm not expecting necessarily 98 yards again, but he is the designated downfield threat right now with Jameson Williams not fully integrated into the offense. Um, I could easily see four for 75 here. And then if he scores, he's a top 20 guy. And if he doesn't, he was still a usable flex. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's kind of how I feel about him. It's like, he also has a blow up opportunity. Like he has a chance to just absolutely go crazy. So, um, some guys are lower on this week. Uh, a trio of young guns, CD lamb, you have at 19 ECR is eight. Um, you have him going up against Houston ranked very low because it's Houston. They are good against wide receivers. Stop doing this. Everybody else. Right. Good against quarterbacks. Good against wide receivers. Horrible against running backs. Oh, I wonder what Dallas is going to do. Probably use their good running backs. Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder, I wonder. Uh, do you think they're going to be stupid? Or do you think they're going to be smart? Well, they're really good. So I'm going to guess that they'll be smart. Yeah, that that's my guess too. Um, all right, uh, another guy you're lower on, T. Higgins. You have him at 20, ECR is 9. Um, I don't know what people are doing. No, People I mean, are just going crazy. Pittsburgh's not an amazing matchup anymore. It's still pretty good, but with TJ Watt, you back, got the wrong team. Let's go. Oh, is it Cleveland? It's Cleveland. Yeah, it's Cleveland. Cleveland. Sorry, it was uh, Pittsburgh. I right. do it seventy-five Sorry. times an episode. Walker does it once. Yeah. Clip it. Put it on socials. I screwed up. My bad. Uh, yeah, Higgins playing Cleveland. Uh, not a particularly good pass defense, so I can understand being really bullish on Higgins, but. I think people are forgetting that Jamar Chase is still the go-to guy in this offense, and he went right back to being that last week after missing four weeks. So 
Jamar Chase is the guy you want. T. Higgins is still a top 24 guy. You should still start him. I just don't understand why people have him as a top 10 play. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where I think uh, ECR is just kind of starting to coast a little bit because things have changed for him and people are acting like they haven't. And, and yeah. so that's that's a problem. All right. Uh, other wide receiver low on Devonta Smith. You have a 25 ECR on him is 19. Devonta Smith uh, going up against the Giants. Um, you know, he had a nice touchdown catch last week. But I mean, this is the A.J. Brown show mostly. So I get pushing it back against a good uh, Giants defense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, A.J. Brown's the number one, Devontae Smith the number two. And against the Giants, I don't trust the number two receiver in the offense to be consistently involved. Yeah, and... Um, He's no. good enough. He's good enough that you can still play him, uh, especially in three wide receiver leagues. I'm not saying bench him, but in two wide receiver leagues, I think you could consider it. There are situations where you might have uh, Adam Thielen or Brandon Ayuk or Garrett Wilson and or Christian Kirk, you know, a lot of these guys you could have drafted in that same range and are better options this week. Yeah, I mean, Devonta Smith, you're probably looking at five for 70. I mean, if that, I, I would yeah. say like four for 55. Four for 55, okay. So uh, there's going to be a tough 50-50 ball, and you live in the universe where he comes down, where he doesn't come down with it, and I live in the universe where he does. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. Your toughest rank this week, Adam Thielen, who you have at 23. And um, that, I'm glad you put him here uh, going up against the Detroit Lions because your question for last yesterday's episode, which, um, you know, thanks, everybody. I recorded it last night and this morning. Uh, some crazy stuff going around at my household. Um, your question was, uh, what are we doing with Adam Thielen? And so I'm curious what your take is on what are we doing with Adam Thielen? Yeah, it's tough because Thielen has been kind of tough to predict this year. He's been good and bad matchups and bad and good matchups. Um, he hasn't been consistently scoring touchdowns and all of a sudden he'll have one. Uh, he's just been really up and down. Um, I, I think that, you know, this isn't a very good pass defense for the lions. Um, Jeff Okuda is really good, but he's going to be up against Justin Jefferson. So I think Thielen might be able to score a touchdown or be able to catch quite a few passes I, I like him this week as somebody you're, you should play because there's six teams on by. You know, he wouldn't be a top 24 option for me if everyone was playing. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely think you can play him this week. Yeah. Um, it, I My takeaway was he's still getting the targets. Sure. It, you know, it, it's hard to bench a guy that's getting six targets at least every week. Um, yeah. But uh, speaking of guys that aren't usually in the top 24, uh, you're going back to the Zay Jones well. You believe in him after he struggled last week going up against the Tennessee Titans, and I do too. Yeah, he saw a lot of Okuda last week. They didn't uh, They didn't operate as if Christian Kirk was the number one receiver. They just kind of let Okuda line up against whoever he ended up against. They didn't have him travel last week. So Jones saw a lot of Okuda and wasn't successful in that matchup. Um he also dropped quite a few passes on three, I believe, in the fall in the first half. So not a very good game for Zay. But the last two weeks, we've seen the high and the low. You know, he yes, he it's possible he can give you five points, but it's also possible he'll give you 25 points. So in a, another really good matchup, even better than the matchup against the Lions, really, uh, the Titans are terrible against the pass. So I, th- I think you should be playing Zay Jones this week. OK, yeah. And um I'm coming around on Zay Jones. I still think Demarcus Robinson's better, but 
coming around on Zay Jones. (laughs) Absolutely not. No. All right. Uh, Your sneaky start this week. Uh, Former sicko stash, Darius Slayton. Uh, You have Darius Slayton at 29 going up against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Is that what makes it so sneaky is because uh, people don't think you can start him against the Eagles? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he's getting enough targets, and I don't think Darius Slay is going to travel with him. So Mm -hmm. I would expect uh, I would expect Slayton to, you know, get his seven targets and catch, you know, four balls for 65 yards or something. Yeah. Do you think he'll uh, 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 slay or slay ton will win the battle? (laughs) Yeah, I I would go with Darius Slay as the better player there. That's right. Slay. Folks. All right, tough sit this week. Juju Smith-Schuster, um, you have at 31 going up against the Denver Broncos. Um, Denver's defense is still good. Their pass defense is still good. Um, yep. Could give them fits, but you have them as a sit this week, a tough sit. Yeah, I mean, I, you could play him in deeper leagues, but in a standard two wide receiver flex league, I I think you'd like to find a better option. I mean, I would rather start Darius Slate. <laughs> I'd rather start Zay Jones. So. Juju is just he's going up against a really good pass defense and uh, the one place you can attack the Broncos pass defense sometimes is at tight end and the Chiefs just happen to have the best tight end ever. So uh, I I think that Travis Kelsey will have a huge game and the receivers will kind of take second fiddle. I noticed you also have Noah Gray in your top 25 in that game. Yeah, he's been... uh, He's been getting a few targets a game, so I, with three targets and with so many guys on by, um, <laughs> he snuck into the top 25. I I would not play him. No, please don't. There's a lot of guys like you have two Seattle Seahawks ahead of him. That's right. Yeah, uh, Daniel Bellinger, Johnny Smith, Isaiah Likely. Well, Daniel Bellinger, Johnny Smith, all should be widely available. Um, yeah. so you can start them over Noah Gray. Um, but man, you must be desperate if you're all the way down there. All right. Um, let's talk about two of the tight ends that you're higher on back to back. Hunter Henry at nine, ECR is 14. Johnu Smith at 20, ECR is 26. Uh, it's the Cardinals. That's it. Yep. The Cardinals are the worst team in the league against tight ends. And these guys are fine. So I think Hunter Henry will score a touchdown. I think Johnu Smith will probably get his three targets, but he might also score a touchdown. Like I said, Hunter Henry is the guy to play in your lineup. Johnu Smith is a decent DFS start throw. Yeah, I mean, you've got basically everybody that's anybody has crushed them, except mm-hmm. for like Gerald Everett. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a, they're they're a terrible defense, especially against tight ends. So um, you can start either one of these. Uh, preferred, much preferred is Hunter Henry, as Walker said. Um, yes. But Johnu Smith more of a dart throw. And then you've got Kate Otten. You've got him at 16. ECR is 21. When will you learn? Do not attempt fate against the 49ers defense well i think he'll get like five or six targets i mean i i don't think that again i wouldn't want to play kate Otten, but he'll probably have like four for 28 all right well we'll see we'll see i warned you about juan johnson i warned you well yeah but i mean kate Otten played a, a better tight end defense last week and scored a touchdown nobody's a better tight end defense than the 49ers The Saints were the best tight end defense at one point. (laughs) All right. Um, How can they be the best tight end defense? They let Kate Kate Otten score a touchdown. Check and mate. This is what Mm -hmm. you do, folks. 
You get Walker in a corner, they got nowhere to go. All right. Uh, tight end your lower on Greg Dulcich, 12, ECR 7. I have him as a borderline start this week, just like you. Uh, Chiefs are decent against tight ends. They're using him more like a wide receiver. So uh, you still think that he's a start this week, though? Yeah, uh, there's too many guys on by to not think that Dulcich is a top 12 option, but he's been pretty inconsistent this year. Chiefs are flying against tight ends. So, yeah, I wouldn't expect a huge Dulcich game, but, I mean, you probably get like four for 50. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm expecting from him, like slightly higher than the normal like four for 40 tight end game, but not a whole lot higher because this yep. this this offense does not score a lot of touchdowns. So you're not no, like, he's not going to get in the end zone almost assuredly. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, a yardage and receptions game. Um, Foster Moreau, you have at 15. Everybody else has at nine on Thursday night football. We already touched on him a little bit. So let's go to Tyler Conklin. You have him at 18. ECR on him is 12 going up against Buffalo. Um, I don't know in what universe Tyler Conklin is tied in 12 on this in this week going up against Buffalo. Yeah, I guess just because he's done things before. But, you know, Conklin has just he's not been consistently involved with Mike White. Uh, it's been very up and down. The Bills are a really good defense, uh, especially up the middle. So I don't expect Conklin to do much in this game. Yeah, I agree. It's um, it's uh, uh, pressing edges that there probably aren't any uh, if you're starting Tyler Conklin. Uh, your toughest rank this week, uh, Daniel Bellingcat. You have him at 19. I hope people understand that reference. <laughs> They're I like, don't why think is many it? people are going to yeah. understand that reference? <laughs> uh, Bellingcat it, is a investigative journalism site. Yes, correct. Uh, a left wing investigative journalism yes. site. Um, so Daniel Bellinger, 19. Uh, we touched on him a little bit already, but uh, what are your full thoughts on on Daniel Bellinger, who you have as a sicko stash as well? Yeah, I mean, he gets targets. Um, he doesn't really do anything with them because they throw to him strictly underneath, even though he's a good athlete. Um, but yeah, he'll he'll probably get about five targets. He'll catch most, if not all of them. He will average about six yards of reception. So yeah, he's he's going to finish with like somewhere between six and eight points probably. All right. I, I don't have anything to add to that. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's Daniel Bellinger. Nailed yes. it, baby. Yeah. Uh, do you know, have you been to a Luau Walker? No. Are you familiar with Poi? Uh, not really. It's just this like, but so like if you do it right, it's really good. But like what they give to like tourists and like mass produce is just this like gross starch. Okay. And it's just kind of just filler. That's what Daniel Bellinger feels like. Oh. Yeah, he's he's filler. He's Daniel filler. Bellinger is Wonder Bread. Oh God, but Wonder Bread is good. Actually, no. not. Re- See, okay, so here's the thing. I have good memories of Wonder Bread because we lived near a Wonder Bread plant, and oh, so okay. every like we could get it fresh from the factory, which was all right. But everything smelled like bread. It was awesome when you drove past it. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, so I have good memories of Wonder Bread. Uh, shout out the factory uh, in uh, on Arden Way in Sacramento. All right, uh, most surprising tight end this week. You've got Dalton Schultz at 11. I don't know if that's surprising high or surprising low against the Houston Texans. I mean, I people will rank him higher just because of the name recognition. Um, mm-hmm. I believe his ECR is uh, 8 right now. So I just... I, I can't expect a ton from him. He got saved a couple of weeks ago by two touchdowns, but he didn't really have that great of a game last week. He also didn't have a very good game. 
Uh, he, again, Houston is better, much better against the pass than they are against the run. I think you're probably still stuck, but again, I don't think you can expect, you know, more than 10 points. Yeah, it's just kind of like uh, uh, you'll look at it, and go, okay, that's fine. Uh, right. Sneaky, yeah, your sneaky start this week. I'm not allowed to talk about. So uh, why don't you take it from here? <laughs> yeah, it's Evan Ingram again. Um, scored a touchdown last week. Tennessee bad against the pass. That's uh, that's it. I'm not allowed to talk about him. Uh, tough sit, Dawson Knox. It's not a tough sit. Cut Dawson Knox. Get him out of here. Look, he, this is the best guy I have here uh, <laughs> outside of the top 12. Like he's the he's the toughest one because of the name recognition. You know, yeah. people were drafting him as like tight end six. Uh, we told you not to do that. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing, too. I said uh, get rid of him. But here, who, here's who you have behind Dawson Knox. Mike Isicki, Foster Morrow, Kate Otten, uh, Austin Hooper, Tyler Conklin, Daniel Bellinger, Johnny Smith. Uh, so maybe don't get him out of here because uh, it looks bleak out there. Um, and, uh, I pontificated long enough for Walker to finish drinking their drink, uh, yeah, I was <laughs> chugging water. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, if you have Dawson Knox, you're kind of stuck, but there are some guys available. Hunter Henry's available in over half of leagues. Greg Dulcich is available in about 30% of leagues. So you might have an option out there other than Dawson Knox. Yeah. Yeah. Evan Ingram as I think available in about half of leagues as well. So, uh, those are some options for you. So. All righty. Um, anybody else you wanted to highlight on your ranks? Uh, Kyle Juszczyk at uh, running back 50. Uh, he sure is. Yep. Dari Ogumbawale at 49. Uh, quite a back-to-back there. Here, give me a random position and uh, um, and number, and I will talk for 30 seconds about that player. Uh, let's see. Uh, tight end 38. I'm not sorry. Wide receiver 38. Wide receiver 38. Deontay Johnson hasn't scored a touchdown this season, but did have 11 targets last week. So in a really thin week this week, I think that you could do worse in deeper leagues. He'll probably get like nine or 10 points. The problem is that's also his ceiling because he's not getting in the end zone and he's only going to catch about 50% of his targets. And he's really not even the wide receiver one on his team anymore. Um, but, you know, again, you you could do worse, but you could do a whole lot better. Uh, except for the analysis about the week, about how many teams are on by, that could have been said about Deontay Johnson any week this season. It's yeah. like, uh, he hasn't done much, uh, but he's getting a ton of targets. Uh, hopefully he comes through, but probably not. It's like every week about Deontay Johnson. I hate that guy. I hate that guy so much. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, quarterback 17. Okay. Quarterback 17. Sorry. I closed it out. I don't know why. It's Ryan Tannehill. I'm, Ryan I'm, Tannehill. I'm doing the number and then I'm looking up what it is like battleship. Oh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, he is fine this week. Jacksonville's not a great defense. I would expect him to throw for at least one touchdown. Um, Again, I, I keep saying it, but, you know, we got six teams on by. So in two quarterback leagues, you got to start somebody. I'm starting Ryan Tannehill in a must win game in the football absurdity experts league. Let's go. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. So, yeah, Ryan Daniel is going to be great this week. Actually, he's going to score 25 points. <laughs> Just willing that into existence. Let's see who I who am I playing this week? Uh, I am playing up against uh, Brian. All right. Looks like I'm going to win. All right. Uh, running back. 26. That is oh, Najee. 
Um, Najee is, he's okay. Um, he's been playing a little bit better lately. Baltimore's defense is not a super easy one to break. Um, Harris is, he's still the starting running back there. He will still get the most touches. He will probably catch a few passes. So again, it's not a bad start, but likelihood he scores a touchdown is probably less than 50%, I would say. So I think he's more of a flex play than like a solid RB2. Okay. And I think that's it. No more. All right. All right. So thanks for listening. Uh, Walker and Mike will be back on Friday to talk about uh, the rest of this week's games because your boy got a job and I thought I was starting on Monday and I'm starting tomorrow. So let's go. Uh, check out Caliber Collision for all your body repair needs. <laughs> job, job haver, Jeff. Job haver, Jeff. That's right. It's Jeff, job haver, Crisco. That is, that'll right. be my nickname on Twitter. Uh, all right. So Jeff, uh, if... job jabber, Crisco. <laughs> Hob jabber. Jeff, job jabber, Drisco. There you go. Uh, all right. So thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to yell at Walker about their ranks, uh, the handle is at Big Daddy Drix. You can follow us on Twitter at FBallAbsurdity. You can get this podcast that you heard right here wherever you get podcasts. And if you'd like to yell at me about the ranks, my handle is at Elon Musk. That's right. All right. Take care. Bye.